Hello, guys. Um, before I get started into the interview with the lovely Metaman Coaching, I just want to say a big welcome to my new project, Talks with Incentive. I'm going to be bringing together a few different coaches from Instagram, people that are wanting to get their word out there, just to build this community up a little bit more and get more people's word out there. And I'll be conducting these interviews generally around 40 minutes, just as this one will be, and just having a chat. So stick around and here is my wonderful interview with MetaMan Coaching, otherwise known as Ricky. Thank you. There's this YouTuber called Impact Theory and he talks about how if you're not obsessed with it, then like, what's the point? <laughs> you should really be obsessed with what you want to do. And even yeah, though totally. lots of people wouldn't understand that, that's what it's all about. Um, I was just going to say, I think on that on that part with obsession, I'm actually listening to the, an audio book by Grant Cardone at the moment. And it's literally called Be Obsessed or Be Average. And <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> It's like what he's saying is that we've been conditioned to believe that you're crazy if that's if that's what you do or you know we've we've all been conditioned about this like have balance you know have balance and comfort and yeah. nobody ever did anything <laughs> you know uh, like crazy on a world scale yeah. by 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 not doing that not following their their passions or obsessions you know literally so, you have to yeah. be obsessed otherwise you're just like like what what are you doing you know and if yeah. you find what your passion is the obsession just comes naturally you don't even have to think about it because it's like oh this is what I want to be doing nothing else is on my radar right now yeah that's it <laughs> um did you want me to refer to you as metaman uh no I mean you can call me Ricky um Ricky? metaman's the yeah metaman's the you know the brand Official, but I, I'm Ricky yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure yeah. to meet you Ricky I'm Tara <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you Tara <laughs> <laughs> okay well I thought I would start off with a bang and because I believe every conversation can benefit with added vulnerability to it so with this if you're open to sharing I'd love to ask you to talk about a personal life challenge that you've faced and how you've learned from it how you've moved on in life mm, which one do I choose <laughs> I mean there's two that are really like close to my heart but I, I think the one that um that probably affected my life uh quite drastically was um, when I was at uni university. So I was around about 20, I was about 20, 21 years old. And I was diagnosed with reactive arthritis. And oh, wow. I was at like full, um, it, in my eyes, full like physical peaks. I was kickboxing. I was, um, I actually studied drama at university. So I was performing in, you know, several different shows at a time. I was doing my exams, you know, I was like, go, go, go. And I had all these dreams of like what I was going to do, where I was going to go. And um, yeah, reactive arthritis just put a stop to that for quite, for quite some time. And I guess like dealing with the, I'd never, I'd never really experienced like mental, mental health issues in any way. I'd never really yeah. experienced anxiety and depression and these kind of things. But when you have uh, inflammation in the body um, at that level, it's it's like it comes hand in hand with that and so 21 years old I'm all of a sudden like not uh, feeling able in my body and and then I've got this like inflammation that's also causing all these different uh, yeah kind of mental health fluctuations and it was really difficult yeah really difficult yeah and I enjoy focusing on inflammation because my main focus would be nutrition and how a lot of inflammation is caused by your diet and a lot of people aren't really fully aware of that and so my yeah. one of my main purposes is sharing that and being like your diet is so much more than how you look physically and and your inflammation so did you change your diet in any way or 
I love that I love that you're sharing that information it's so it's so important it's um and this is something I'll touch on with like the holistic aspect of the work I do is that like we you know we need to focus on ourselves in 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 as a whole you know every part of us um is so important so yeah I actually um I went vegan like I was yeah not saying that that's all that's the answer to to that thing but it did it it did inspire me to drastically change something about myself and and yeah that was um at the time I guess it was it would have been about eight years ago now so um yeah it was something that was I guess going around my kind of friendship circle and and my partner at the time she started working at like a vegetarian vegan cafe and I was like Oh, so I started educating myself on that. And yeah, that was one of the big things that I that I just was like, right, if I do this, like I'm I'm sure that I can experience some kind of, you know, change in my yeah. body. And I also think with being vegan or vegetarian, I eat mainly pescetarian, but it's more than just picking that diet, it's being aware of the things you're putting in your body and then showing yourself that you can stick to these things and you have willpower to refuse things if if things being offered to you that you just don't want to put in your body yes for me um that was the main that was the main part is like my I guess my mindset was so rigid in like this is just how I am you know it's like meat and two veg on the plate like that was how I I guess how I was raised it was how I was kind of conditioned and so yeah a big part of it was the mindset shift of being like oh like hold on a minute that's not me you know that's not how I how I am how I do everything so and it was a challenge you know as well like it was it was yeah within two weeks I was vegan like I, I kind of tried to go vegetarian and I realized I was eating like only cheese <laughs> <laughs> you cut cheese I out like <laughs> yeah I was like oh I've just replaced every piece of meat I ever ate with a lump of cheese <laughs> I was like, mm, this this isn't necessarily that beneficial so yeah so for me it was that um okay like what can I yeah what am I willing to do like yeah. and within two weeks I was I was vegan and um continued to do that for seven years so wow. yeah yeah it was a pretty big pretty big part of my life and whilst that definitely helped uh you know that nutrition aspect like I had a very long way to go before I was I was really able to start um the deep deeper healing process around uh, arthritis for sure yeah I'm, I'm really glad that you shared that I really appreciate that you're so okay. you're so welcome thanks for <laughs> asking that question <laughs> it's nice to be able to like you know come in with a bit of vulnerability and and just yeah it's open, very important open up the space. I, I really think that that people should learn that vulnerability is our biggest superpower and we're all here for the same purpose just to be happy be fulfilled and these are the things we need to be sharing with each other so we can all feel as one aligned and just help each other out yeah for sure <laughs> I mean no nobody ever learned from someone being like this perfect version of a human you know like yeah th- that's not how, that's not how we teach you know that's not how we yeah. learn and that's not how we teach it's so we have to become yeah really open with these vulnerabilities you know especially in the line of work that we're in it's like yeah. well every other day I'm sharing a piece of you know information about something that I've overcome it's yeah. like yeah I, I also experienced that yeah yeah totally in following that I would love to know how you found yourself as being a holistic high performance coach yeah wow it's quite a journey um do you reckon you can simplify it <laughs> yeah I'll try <laughs> uh so I think I guess tracking tracking along the steps like 
Um, when I was, so I'd, I'd moved to Australia. So after I finished university, I moved to Australia and um, I had kind of, I guess, plateaued in some way. It felt like I'd plateaued um, at some point, you know, we, we traveled around Australia, like we were kind of like living that really fun traveling lifestyle. And then we settled in Melbourne and and then I just kind of like plateaued for a bit and I was just living in comfort. Like I was seeking comfort. Like it was like, it was almost a bit of that, like that YOLO, that YOLO thing, that, that yeah. trend, but it Remember was like, I was, ones, I was so yeah. So yeah. I was taking it as like, that means I should be, everything should be like pleasurable and com- and just like comfortable for me. <laughs> like, you know, so I, I guess I took that, I took that the wrong way, but so yeah I felt like I plateaued and and then this opportunity um came up for for me to uh join a a business mentorship in um like multi-level marketing uh, kind of structure and one of the first things that I really you know connected with was this person the personal development aspect um they the mentors were like you know, here are books to read, you know, here are audios to get behind. Like it was like, yeah. suddenly my mind was like being, you know, just expanded. And that's when I first came across um, high performance, the high performance Institute, which is a Brendan, Brendan Burchard. I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with him. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I actually joined one of his courses like not long ago. <laughs> he's, a he's, legend. He's, he's, he's a legend. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, very inspirational and he's been in the field for you know years now he's been doing it yeah. for like over 20 years so uh, he's a bit of a tony tony robbins kind of level <laughs> of uh, influencer <laughs> when i came across this high performance institute and and the high performance habits book i was like oh my god it was like i'd found myself and the people that i like i guess that i um, identified with but had somehow like lost you know lost my way or had never yeah. really been been told that this is what you know everything I did I did to the best of my ability like um even though I felt like I plateaued in many ways like if I was in a in a job or you know career of some sort I would be like giving it my everything to rise up you know the ranks as quickly as I could and so that was my that was my experience of being like oh wow there are other people like this holy shit (laughs) um sorry excuse me um but I I was like well (laughs) Um, yeah, I was just like, wow, this is, you know, this is something that I've been kind of, I think my soul's been searching for. And so, I mean, fast forward a few years later, no longer in that business mentorship. Um, but then I started my coaching journey and it took me a little while to get there. Um, I mean, you're probably familiar with the idea of a a niche, you know, like choosing. That's like the number one thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know you serve a particular kind of person, you know, someone, someone like that, that you really connect with and that you resonate with and that you've kind of, you, you'll be able to help the most effectively. And so it took me some time to find what that was. And really it was the, it was the clients leading me there because (laughs) (laughs) it was like, it was like, Oh yeah. I started listening to the the message and, and seeing the patterns in the people I was serving um, and yeah, what, what happened is I, I just basically, I've been doing a lot of work with, um, a modality called timeline therapy, uh, which is quite intrinsic to the work I do. And the idea is it's like, uh, uh, releasing emotional, um, 
say baggage, but yeah, uh, releasing emotions from the nervous system, you know, from the past. And I was doing this for people and, and helping them release, uh, you know, really traumatic experiences and all these emotions that were pent up. And it kind of just started ticking over that the people that I was working with uh, were like high performers, as in they were yeah. in in high high demanding work roles. And yeah, they were quite similar to me, you know, that they just wanted to do the very best they could at what they did. Yeah. And what I found interesting is that they all still had the same the same things as as my previous clients it was like they still had limiting beliefs they still had mindset blocks you know they yeah. still had these emotional um yeah these emotional significant events in their life that were kind of weighing them down or blocking them in some way and that's when I was like oh okay so yeah now I know who I need to serve and I already know how I can serve them it was just about bringing that like really holistic aspect into and to high performance and that was really how I made it my own um so yeah like holistic high performance is I guess my own creation uh, yeah that's amazing best best thing to do is just make your own thing yeah that's it (laughs) but it's our gift to give is like yes I am like a high performance coach in in the way that I serve um, high performers and I want to help people take it to the next level but for me it's like the gift in that is recognizing all the you know all the missing links all the missing parts and bringing that in into the whole so yeah yeah. I think what um, a lot of people need to realize and I've gone through this realization still am is that we have everything that we ever need inside of us already people just need to learn to link up the things that are going to make them go to that high level of performance definitely it's it's more about what they you know what they're not aware of in themselves or things that they have that they need to let go of yeah it's actually less less about adding things on it's (laughs) It's like like ever like what do you even need to add nothing (laughs) yeah let's just strip it down strip it down (laughs) and find you you know find the person in there I love that did you start off with coaching males and then moving to females and males uh so there was like a kind of back and forth initially I was coaching anyone and everyone you know how we all start (laughs) just like whoever comes to me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah um so I mean I, yeah I started out doing that and then I made the choice to start coaching men uh was like yeah like and I still coached women like women would still reach out to yeah. me so it was more like this is what I'm specializing in and this is what I think uh I need to bring like more awareness to is is bringing this work to men really yeah. um so yeah I did for for probably about a year I was quite hyper focused on serving men predominantly um which had its challenges yeah yeah Yeah, and um how come you wanted to to serve mainly men was Um, there a specific reason or you just really wanted to put the awareness to men yeah so (laughs) I guess I'll tell you like it's a little bit funny but um, (laughs) I I, (laughs) I often had I I often had like when I had exposure to to women I mean I find that women are ready to evolve women are ready to do this work um you know I just find I find that that uh, it might sound like a sweeping statement but in my experience I, I, I've witnessed and observed like women are like so ready to like do inner work and, and change um yeah. men there's a lot more like heavy conditioning around that and what I found is when I was you know exposed to to working with certain women they'd be like oh, I really need to get my husband to work with you or I'd need I really need to get my partner to come and work with you or 
you know, and when I was like doing my trainings with other coaches, they would actually refer their all the men in their life to come and work with me. And it was, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Like women uh, were already open to me, I guess, like and my energy, yeah, my approach, my coaching approach is kind of very, you know, very flexible, very malleable. Um, <laughs> but they're, they're just like, they're like, men need to come and learn these things from you. Men need to get this work from you. And so I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm hearing the calling, you know? So for me, it was, um, it was a case of like, okay, I'm going to do it. And it was challenging, you know, it's challenging to like become hyper-focused on that because I love, you know, I, I loved working with women as well. So I guess that was for me, it was the one thing that seemed like the biggest challenge at the time, which is what I always choose to do. And I'm like, yep, cool. Give me the thing that's out of my comfort zone. <laughs> the so inconvenient way talk- is the way to go. You've got to stay yeah. out of your comfort zone always. Yeah. yeah there's, no, there's, no, there's no growth. There's no growth in comfort, really. No, no. There's, there's no opportunity in comfort. Yeah, so that was really yeah. what, what happened there. So I started coaching, yeah, coaching men for around about a year, sort of predominantly. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you about imposter syndrome because I only recently discovered what this actually meant. So I would love mm. to know if you could explain it further. Imposter syndrome is uh, an interesting one because it's like, I mean, when we call it a syndrome, like it's not really a syndrome. Um, it's it's more like it's, it's kind of like a concept, I guess, of, of like traits and like a, an experience that people are having. Um, so... Uh, my awareness of imposter syndrome is essentially like when we do not, uh, when, when we doubt our own abilities and to the point of feeling like, like a fraud, I think another, another name for imposter syndrome is perceived fraudulence. So it's like, if you've ever had a moment where, I don't know, like, um, you get a raise at work and you're like, you know, a, a promotion at work and, you, you inside you're like you don't feel like that's that's you you're like no I, I you know I'm not worthy of this in some way um yeah. you don't believe that you're actually like capable and so you feel fraudulent you feel like you're actually yeah like you know sort of lying yeah. to people somehow um it's yeah it's an interesting one because for me I I mean doing a lot of work with the subconscious mind like I believe that imposter syndrome comes down to a limiting belief it comes down to yeah a a belief that you have about yourself which can be can be changed you know quite uh, I don't want to say easily because it's not necessarily easy um but with like a simple uh, simple tools and techniques you can actually yeah, yeah, I think this definitely. is one thing that really stood out to me because I've had these situations in my life and then I heard a podcast they were talking about. It, I'm like, oh, that's what that's called. And it's so relieving to know that it's actually it's just kind of something that you go through. And There's lots of like kind of ways you can perceive it as well, because for me, like if in, in growth, like, you know, because we're obsessed with personal development and growth, there's going to be lots of times where we find ourselves at a level that's unfamiliar to us we're we're playing at a level yeah. that's like hopefully unfamiliar. Like that's where you want to get to yeah <laughs> yeah yeah hopefully, hopefully you find yourself there you know <laughs> yeah so many times over but I think like I think for some people it's just like uh yep yeah, I'm out of my depth a little bit here like and they've, they've just they've trained themselves to to know that that's actually a sign that they're on the right path I think for other people it can be debilitating um, yeah. and so there's, there's quite a fine line and I think it comes down to training the mind to understand that like, it's just a part of being human that, 
when we grow to to a certain stage like when you try and look back at this old person like and i think that this is like the ego is doing this quite a bit is like the ego is like i need something to cling on to like i need to know if this all falls through like i can go back there like, but yeah, there's nothing yeah. left there's there's nobody left there the old you is not there because you're here now you know you've yeah. quantum leaped into a whole new level of being and that's when it can get like a bit te- terrifying because <laughs> you just go, well, yeah, because you're not, you're not familiar with anything anymore. And it's like, oh, this is like completely different like wavelength that I'm dealing with right now. Yeah, I definitely get that. Big time. time. <laughs> I, I kind of have that. I grew up um, not with many social skills. And so basically every day I'm one barrier that I've always had to overcome is, you know, talking to people and really breaking out of that. And so sometimes I'm like in a social situation and I'm being really confident because they're the skills that I've really tried to make my strengths. And I stand there and I'm like, what am I doing right now? Like, who am I that I'm just like able to talk to these people? And then I like talk myself out of it and I can feel myself going back into that comfort shell. I've had to try and make one of my strengths, but there's also times where I'm like, uh, who's that? Who's this person? This. <laughs> yeah, it's a good feeling, <laughs> yeah. but then I just like overthink it and it's like, oh crap. But it, yeah, it feels yeah, nice yeah. that I'm even able to have those realizations that is coming naturally. Yeah, you've modeled those characteristics and those traits and you've embodied them. And then you're like, oh, well, now that's now that's habitual. <laughs> yeah. Now and I just have connecting. to keep like challenging myself even more. And what challenge is even above all of this? Like I have to get a big crowd together and speak in front of them. And then that's just a new challenge. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing it happen. <laughs> Thank you. It'll happen. Um, I swear. Know, you're doing amazing. Like even, you know, doing this, like this is obviously at very much. I was a bit nervous, honestly. But... <laughs> so, that's great. You're doing, you're doing awesome. Thank you. Every day, as, as long as you're improving, you're not going backwards. That's it. If, um, you did, if you did 1% improvement every day for a year, you know, you'd be like three new people by the end yeah. of the year. Yeah. One, <laughs> Hopefully I'm like, like 30 1%. new people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amen to that. <laughs> uh, in one of your videos, you talk about habit stacking. And this is something that I'm mm. really interested in because... Yeah. You also mentioned the book Atomic Habits, which I absolutely love that book so much. It gave me such a different perspective of, you know, obviously habits, bad habits, good habits. But Mm. I would love to know your experiences with habit stacking and three habits which have made the biggest impact on your life. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh, the, I mean, the, the concept of habit stacking is that once you've uh, once you've formed a, a new habit, it's like habit stacking is almost like piggyback the like it's like an add a new habit to piggyback from the uh, from the other habit because you've just put in like time and time and effort and energy to create a new habit, and obviously once it's habitual, you know you're doing it naturally, yeah. so you can create a very strong neural association to for a new habit and then that habit can be built so much quicker because you're applying the I guess you're like you're leveraging the energy that you've already applied to create uh, that that new habit so like an an example my meditation practice so and this is another thing that he says which saved the day for me because I was trying to do like half an hour of meditation (laughs) and you know some days like it's not happening yeah I get that I'm like how get that 
God, how can I not do this? <laughs> and and what James Clear says is limit the like actually make it smaller, make it so easy for you to win that your mind loves it. So first off, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna limit myself to 10 minutes. So I, you know, I do um I use like insight timer. So that it's I've got 10 minutes and then a nice little chime is gonna go off. <laughs> so once I got that, you know, got that down and I just do 10 minutes every day in the morning, you know, now, like now I literally like, wake up and if I don't do it, something will feel a bit amiss. You know, it'll be like my brain will be searching like, Ooh, what happened? <laughs> What's missing? <laughs> Where did I yeah, go? I get that. <laughs> um, so, but once I'd done that, I was like, great. So now I want to make sure I journal, you know, so I kept it in the same place as well, because again, that's, you know, that's saving energy. Um, so they're in, I'm giving the habit the same home as well. So I, I don't get back like into bed, you know, cause that's where I associate sleep. So I will sit on the end of my bed, you know, in front of my altar and I'll meditate there and then direct. And I've, and what I've done is I've already got my journal, um, next to me. So I've already, so the actual visual cue is the thing that's helping, helping that habit, um, be formed so really all I need to do is get the book out the the habit itself will will roll out with the rest of it because I've got the visual cue so I get the book out do the meditation and I know bam I'm gonna do my journaling so as soon as I finish my meditation journaling's there and that's that was like probably the quickest like habit I've ever built was was just having um also just want to plug in there Brendan Burchard's um planner High performance planner, daily good. planner is the journal I use. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. Right. I have to look into that. I'm really good in the mornings with habits. I wake up straight away. I go for my run, go to the gym, come back, journal, do some Bible study stuff, and then sit down and have breakfast and then do my work. But I mm. suck at nighttime. Like I'm just so ready to sleep habits. so early at nighttime and I don't have energy to think. So that's definitely a, a place where I am trying to get better at but I'm good with the mornings so Mm. I start my day off strong (laughs) but it's it's a good habit that you already have going to bed at a reasonable time by the sounds of it (laughs) like you're like yeah I'm tired (laughs) I'm ready to go like that's that's, true I'm like can I go to bed yet (laughs) (laughs) that's it your morning habit is serving your nighttime ritual like your nighttime routine is already being served because you've got a solid morning habit yeah which you know I say to people like if if they you know they're like struggling to um like get up and that kind of thing like have have a good morning routine i'm like set your alarm at 5 a.m you know do that every day it depends on what work you've got and stuff but like set your alarm at 5 a.m and just do it get yourself you know waking up at that time and then you're you will start to go to you'll you'll be tired you'll start to go to sleep like you know people who believe they're like insomniac it's it's probably down to like a few different things in their routine. Um, but once you get the, the morning routine done, your nighttime routine is going to be much more uh, efficient. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I do like yeah. that. Did I, ask, did I answer the question or did I go off course? The question. No, you did. You have the habit question. <laughs> oh, three habits that you have. Uh, th- three habits. you got the journaling so, one so, and the meditation. Yeah, so the meditation, the journaling um all stacked on each other or like a because anything just the ones that have made the biggest impact actually like I guess um yeah alongside that it's still part of my my morning routine is a glass of lemon water 
in the morning, which okay. is the health, you know, the health, the health, the yeah. system, the inflammation, all that, the digestion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Lemon, warm lemon water. So I'll do that directly after my little meditation and, and journal uh, routine. That so yeah, like I guess it's a pretty stacked. good morning. Yeah. Mm, How long have you yeah. been doing that for? Two years now. I don't know where I'd be without my morning routine. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, probably still in bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Almost finished with the questions, but I would love to know where you see yourself in a year or where you would hope to be? Um, for me, like a big goal is expanding my impact. So uh, I currently run a group program that I'm like focusing a lot of energy and I've been doing one-on-one coaching like the last two years. So for me, it's really like I see myself as going to be a group coach and facilitator. And then I guess my one-on-one stuff will be people who are really ready to dive in deep and, and take, yeah. you know, take themselves to the next level. So that'll be that high performance, like coaching aspect. So yeah, that's where I think I'll be is I'll, I'll be in that, that realm of group coaching Beautiful. a lot more yeah. and, and facilitating. Oh, that yeah. sounds fantastic. If you had one thing to tell anyone watching, what would it be? bit of a, a last statement see if you can think of something it doesn't have to be yeah. drastic drink lemon <laughs> yeah, water no, maybe no, this is <laughs> drink lemon water no, um, <laughs> uh, what I would say is you are worthy of living the life that you want and actually you are worthy of the life that you are already living and more and beyond beautiful I love you that. you are worthy like everybody needs to know that everybody everyone here and every everybody needs to everyone has like, something to bring to this world and awesome. we were we were born worthy like we were born worthy there was that <laughs> you know there's no one saying like no not this one no not this one. <laughs> yeah. like as we were popped out like we were fucking born worthy we were, we're born, born to, to have all the here. love in the world to give to other people and to receive and that's that's what yeah. life is all about yeah that's I it. love that yeah you got that yeah <laughs> and where can people find you on instagram yeah so obviously my instagram handles uh, like at metaman.coaching and then i'm also on facebook so uh, i think i'm metaman high performance coach uh, like my business page on facebook and i'm on like linkedin and some other things just search metaman you can just google metaman, metaman and i'll i'll pop up everywhere like metaman what does metaman mean <laughs> just like a great uh, man just meta so like yeah it's for me it's that like that kind of quantum that quantum field yeah. of like of being you know that that real um yeah yeah holistic multi-dimensional meta <laughs> like everything that you can be um beautiful yeah. okay in a man <laughs> <laughs> that's really great 